Welcome to Living Life. Do you know that in the, Jesus is the good shepherd? In this passage, we're going to talk about Jesus being the good shepherd. What does that mean, though, to be the good shepherd? Well, Jesus is going to introduce us to some of the characteristics of the good shepherd, uh, what the good shepherd does for the sheep. Uh, typically, uh, the shepherd would... Uh, would be reference to leaders, uh, kings, uh, those who were in a, an authority over uh, the sheep. Um, but again, I think it could have some application to us uh, with respect to how we relate to those that God has entrusted to us, that God has placed in authority over us. So I think this passage is an important passage to really understand the heart of God and to understand uh, Jesus, uh, with respect to not only the Jews, because he came for he came for the lost sheep of Israel, but he also came that those who were outside of the of God's promise, outside of God's kingdom, could be brought in, uh, which was the Gentiles. So he becomes uh, the good shepherd, not just for the Jews, but for the entire world. Uh, based upon what he did for all, not just the Jews. So let's just take a look at the passage and see how Jesus became the good shepherd for the Jews and for the Gentiles. John chapter 10, verses 11 through 21. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Welcome back to Living Life. 
You know, when Jesus came and he announced uh, that he was the good shepherd, uh, people didn't automatically flock to Jesus and say, oh, I will follow you as you lead me and guide me. No, actually, there was a lot of division of thought. Uh, some people uh, thought that Jesus uh, had an evil motive, and then others thought that he was from God. But there was division, uh, like there always is with Jesus. There's going to be division. Uh, some people believe, some do not. Uh, there's actually a scripture uh, in Matthew 10, 34. It says, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. No, I did not come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. For I have come, it says, to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. So when Jesus comes and he's introduced himself and introduces salvation, it doesn't mean that people will automatically flock to him. It will actually bring division. But the end result of that division or the objective of that division is to actually bring salvation at the end of that division. So Jesus comes to bring a sword that there might be peace in the hearts of men and women. Now, as we look at the passage a little more closely, he says, I'm the good shepherd. And one of the characteristics of the good shepherd is that he's committed to the sheep. There is some, uh, in the passage, it, it compares uh, the good shepherd to the hired hand who has no, no commitment to the sheep at all. And if wolves come in, or from our standpoint, if someone comes to disrupt the flock of God that God has entrusted to us, the people of God, uh, they have no commitment to them and they allow them to be devoured. However, the good shepherd does not. The good shepherd will lay down his life uh, for his sheep. As a matter of fact, that's another thing uh, that's important, is the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The Bible tells us that no greater love has a man than this, than a man that would lay down his life for his friends. So one of the questions to us is to what extent will we lay down our lives for those who God has entrusted to us, our time, our talents, our treasures, that someone else might be blessed, that they might understand God's presence, that is God that is moving us, that is God that is using us to bless their lives to the extent that we can lay down our lives and put aside our own interests. In Philippians 2, very interestingly, it says, do not look only to your interests, but look to the interest of others. Consider others better than yourselves, for this was the attitude of Jesus Christ, and we should have the same attitude as Jesus Christ. So God calls us to have that attitude of being uh, desirous of laying down our lives. But also, he calls us to know our sheep. He says, he says I know my sheep, and the sheep know me. Do we know Jesus? Do we know him? He knows us, but do we know him? And that's a question we need to have. How do we know him? By following what he says, his word, his commands. Uh, that's how we know that we know him. The Bible also says we know him, we have come to know him when we love the brethren, when we love our brothers, we have come to know him. So we also come to know him when we keep his commands. So it's not only does Jesus know us, but does he know us, not just does he know us, but do we know him according to his word? 
In addition to that, he says that the father laid, the father loves because him because he lays down his life for the sheep. So this idea of love is really the central point the, of this particular passage that we're looking at in John 10, uh, 11 through 21. It's love that drives the father to send the son. It's love that drives the son to give up his life a ransom for those that have been entrusted that God has placed in his path that he might save through his selfless sacrificial death on the cross. It's love that drove the father and the son, and it must be love that drives us to lay down our lives. It must be love that drives us to know our sheep intimately that we may be able to bless them and be used in their lives. It's, it's about love that we might be committed to those that God has given us and be able to try to extend ourselves in, with mercy and grace to help them in any way. Love is what drove the Father. Love is what drove the Son. And now since we are connected to the Son, because we know the Son, it must be love that drives us. So even though Jesus came and there's division results, some people believe, some do not. The end goal is that there might be peace that rules our hearts at the end of the day, and that we might come to know the same peace of the Father and the Son, and we might come to know ultimately the same love that drove them from eternity past to the present in time to redeem those who needed redemption. Jesus is the good shepherd. He still, even though he laid down his life for us and he took it up again, no man took it from him. He voluntarily laid down his life for you and me and he rose again and he ascended and he's seated at the throne of God forevermore. The question is, will we reflect the same love, the same commitment, and the same concern as Jesus, who is the Good Shepherd. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to serve those that you have entrusted to us. We thank you, O oh God, as we see Jesus, that you will give us the strength to emulate him, that we might also be a good under-shepherd of the good shepherd, that the people that have been trusted and entrusted to us will come to know the shepherd because the under-shepherd has been faithful the under-shepherd has been committed, and the under-shepherd has laid down his or her life so that those that have been entrusted to them will see God, will hear God, will walk with God,
by faith and not by sight. We pray all this in Jesus' precious, wonderful name. Amen. 이 프로그램은 시청자 여러분의 소중한 후원으로 제작됩니다. 